Well, hello and welcome everyone back to the Master Books podcast. I'm so excited to share author Becky Dudley with you today. You may already know her as the author of these sweet books for littles. When you see a cloud, when you see a star, and when you see a rainbow. Becky has written books for children and uh, she's going to get to talk to us about her love for writing and why she's writing these books. But we're also especially going to talk about her newest release, God's Story. It is from the beginning to the promised return, 125 illustrated stories that will bring the Bible alive for families. And y'all, this book is gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. I'm excited for her to share with you. We're going to give away a digital copy of this book in the Moms of Master Books Facebook group as well as the Masterbooks app. So stay tuned for how to enter to win your copy. All right, let's get started. Here at Masterbooks, we are dedicated to help you disciple your children and develop a strong faith as a family. With Pro Bible Homeschool curriculum and beautiful books that honor God as creator. We offer online courses to help your family worship and serve God. You will also find morning baskets and devotionals for the whole family. Our mission is ink on paper to touch eternity, and we have been publishing Christian books for this purpose since 1975. Find your Pro Bible Homeschool curriculum at masterbooks.com. So, hey, Becky, thank you for joining the podcast today. Well, thank you for having me. It's nice to be here. Yeah, thanks for taking time to do this. Becky, tell us a little bit about yourself, why, what your background is, why you became an author, and your connections to Masterbooks. Okay, well, um, in my previous life, I worked at a Christian school for 12 years and um, had the privilege of setting up the library for this school. And just, I mean, that just enhanced my love for reading and for children's books. And um, I've, I've been a reader my whole life. And I would just as soon sit down with a good children's book um, as a novel most days because yes. they're pretty uplifting mm -hmm. as, a, as a general rule. Um, I am married to Tim Dudley, who is the former CEO of Master Books and New Leaf Press. And um, actually, it was Tim that got me started writing. He came home one day from work, and I had retired from, from working at the school and asked me if I'd be interested in writing a book for four- and five-year-olds about Noah's, Noah's Ark. And... Um, it's kind of funny in my mind. I'm thinking, are you crazy? Why would you ask me to do that? I don't know how to write a book. I wouldn't know the first thing to say or where to begin. But out of my mouth came the words, oh, I would love to. Oh, wow. I just thought, did I just say that? You know, <laughs> but anyway, I, I gave it my best shot. And um, with the help of the staff, the wonderful editors and designers at Master Books, we pulled together Remarkable Rescue, which was the, the first little book, and then mm -hmm. the When You See series, and that's oh. how I got started. They are sweet books, and I love to share them with people and use them as giveaways and um, gifts for families that have little ones coming. They're so sweet, and what I love about them is 
while you're teaching creation and that God is the creator of everything the little child can see, you're also teaching important topics like the fact that the rainbow was God's idea and what it stands for. So that from a very early age, they are getting rooted and grounded in the word of God and his role as creator and just the beauty of what he has done for them, for all of us. So thank you for saying yes to that. I'm sure that was the spirit of God moving you into your next phase. I, I, he does that, doesn't he? Yes, he does. <laughs> he does. He's done something like that for me before as well about writing. So tell us a little bit about why you chose to write this amazing project. What, how long did it take you to write this um, God's story and and why, what, what was your point? What did you want to accomplish with God's story? Um, this was, uh, well, it took, it took two years, um, truly a labor of love. It was um, a lot of prayer, a lot of Bible study. And um, it really started with Bill Looney's illustrations. He had been sending them into New Leaf over the course of time as he finished one. And uh, Tim had been collecting them and he just had a desire to do a book of Bible stories for kids. Okay, neat. And when he offered me a chance at that, at the same exact situation, I thought, I'm not sure I can do that. But I said, I'd love to, you know, <laughs> and jumped in and, and tried and um, prayed through it and, um, studied through it. And the goal, I think, for me, as a, as a child of God and a, a student of his word, as we like we all are, in the first years of my Christian journey, I just took bits of scripture piecemeal and studied and, and, and it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. But in the late 90s, I started reading the Bible through from Genesis to Revelation. And I was just, it was like a whole new world opened up that, wait a minute, all these people are connected. And yes. this really is one big story. And just the miracle of how all those stories were written so far apart on different mm -hmm. continents and different languages. And they found their way together and were codified into the Bible. It's just so incredible to me. And so with these illustrations that we already had, we saw the perfect opportunity to try to tell this one big story. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what I hope students get out of it is that it is a true story. It's a, it's um, a story that's still unfolding. Yes. That uh, it isn't over. We know the ending, but the story is still unfolding and that they are a part of it. It's not just something to read about that happened. Mm -hmm. They're included in God's story. That's amazing for a child to have that sense of, of belonging, sense of purpose from a very young age. So tell us how you worked that into this. How, how does this book work? How did you design it? So is it verbatim, the Bible story from a certain translation? Have you rewritten it? Tell, tell us how this works for the student. Yes. No, I did. Um, I put the stories into my own words. Mm -hmm. um, I followed, um, to the best of my ability, the scarlet thread of redemption that weaves its way from Genesis to the cross. And 
Um, I used an outline that you can find on Answers in Genesis of the scarlet thread and just tried to tell that story and show how Jesus uh, was foreshadowed from the very beginning and that um, this story, the climax, is really what happened on the cross. And then you wrote it so that multiple ages could really be involved in it. And I see it as a great opportunity for read alouds and for like family devotions, but also as a supplement to some of the curriculum that they're studying. But tell us how the younger student is also made a part of it. Yes. So that was uh, one of the, you know, this, every book uh, that is published is a team effort, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the editors and the designers at, at New Leaf Press are amazing. And really, that was their idea to let's pull out the main points of the story and condense it and simplify it for young children. And so on each page, you will find a simple, simplified version of the story in younger language. Um, and it's inside of a circle on each page, easy to mm -hmm. identify. Right. And so they'll, um, multiple levels of students can work through this at the same time. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> you have grandchildren. Tell us yes. a little bit about them. Did you write this with them in mind? I absolutely did. Our um, oldest grandchild is 11. She just turned 11. And oh, my goodness. Um, she actually loves to read the Bible and loves to read it aloud to us. And so we do that whenever we have her here and just her questions, the way she she is really processing what she's reading and asking questions. And so um, I constantly had her little questions in mind and tried to keep this in line of you know, what can an 11 year old understand? Mm -hmm. I love that. I remember when she was born, I can't yeah. believe it. She's 11 years old. How precious. I know. I know. And how many grandchildren do you have? We have seven. Oh <laughs> wow. What a I'm journey. Good. And how yeah. neat for them to have this legacy of your love for the Lord and book form God's legacy for them, God's story for them to know him better and then also to know you and your heart for God by reading it. And I love thinking about how your yes to your husband's question, who just happened to be a CEO at a Christian publishing book house, your yes now is going to impact untold number, thousands of families and children and then their generations because of the way that you help them understand the gospel the way you helped the whole family understand it and live it because of this book so i want to thank you for your yes oh, to that yeah so we could thank all the people in my life who've helped me understand you know i had probably six or seven study bibles open when i was um working through this and just think about all the work that went into um into those Bibles and the study notes. And, you know, we really are in this together. Yes. Well, yeah. and to condense it down so that the younger student can really understand. But like you said, I mean, who can know the mind of God? You know, there are the study Bibles that you read, all seven of them, or however many you had, 
still can't contain who he is and what the big picture is that we will one day get to know. But I just love, I love that for the rest of our lives and for the rest of the students who lives who are reading this book and using this as a way to know God, we will just continually be learning more about him, knowing him. And this is such a great foundation, a firm foundation for them to have like what you're talking about earlier in your testimony that you studied pieces of the word, but to mm-hmm. early in life, see the, the scarlet yeah. threads, see the mm-hmm. hope, see the redemption story and the individual stories. And then to find that in their own. I love it. Yeah. I, and I hope truly that this just um, encourages students to want to actually dig into God's word mm-hmm. for the rest of their life. Because like you said, there, there's no limit to what he can teach us. Truly. And yeah. the power of his word to heal us and deliver us, oh. you know, to deliver a whole family who maybe uses this as a devotion for one whole year or mm-hmm. uses it in any way as read alouds or morning basket or however they want to use it. But mm-hmm. I love that scripture in Psalm 107:20, how he sent his word to heal us and deliver us from our destructions. And the world is full of destruction, mm-hmm. um, full of opportunities to forsake God who has never forsaken us to walk off on our own path and find ourselves like the prodigal son needing just a meal, you know, needing just some shelter, not even the fullness and wanting the fullness of what God has for us, but how the word can bring us back. And I'm so thankful that at master books, the mission of ink on paper to touch eternity is helping do that, giving children, giving families that knowledge of God, that knowledge of Jesus and their need for him so that, they will know who to turn back to if they get off the path. Exactly. So one of the things that I wanted to do today is to have you share one of your stories, one of your favorite stories from this book and why it's your favorite. Maybe read a few paragraphs if you want to, or just tell us about um, why it's your favorite. You know, it's, that's a hard question. Because yeah. they're all my favorite. Um, <laughs> I learned something every time I read every one of them. But I I can tell you that the story of Joseph is one that keeps coming to my mind mm-hmm. um, in, in this year of 2023. There's just so much to learn from his his life and and his family, right? You see sibling rivalry, you see yes. jealousy, you see Joseph's just teenage arrogance maybe and um it's just an average day in a lot of families right these are the things we face and joseph had to walk through a valley of suffering that Mm -hmm. seems really harsh in comparison to um so he bragged a little bit to his brothers you know Mm -hmm. but when we can step out of the story and look at what god did in and through Joseph because of his trials. It's it's incredible. I mean, I, I can only imagine the questions he's has as he's in this pit and his brothers actually sell him to slave traders. And then he's in prison. And um, I think God refined him in his struggle. He had yes. clearly given him the gift of administration, but 
perhaps he needed to be refined a little bit in order to use that gift wisely. And um, at the end of, we all know how the story plays out, but I like to think of it as it's playing out. What is he thinking? What is he feeling? And um, when we get to the point where he sees his brothers again and all that they went through, and then he chooses to forgive them, something that I think a lot of us would struggle to forgive, right? Yes. And uh, he did it anyway, by the grace of God, and no doubt with the help of God. And and a family was restored, mm -hmm. and a nation was saved, and God's plan moved forward. And it's just with everyday human people's failings, but God working in them. I don't right. know. That story just is amazing to me. It is. And it's one that the Lord keeps helping me go back to as well. Really? Re yes. Remember, remember Joseph's story, re you know, and really the suffering, there's such, um, we're supposed to find joy, you know, in our trials mm -hmm. because we know he will use it for our good. We have to trust that the story goes on like Joseph's story goes on that you may be the listener right now may be in a terrible trial. You may be going through intense suffering and feel so unjustly crucified mm -hmm. in your situation. Mm -hmm. But look at Joseph. Look what God did over time. And he used the things that Joseph went through that were horrible and not his own fault to prove his character and prove get him ready to do the thing he was put on earth to do. And we see that in the Hebrews 11 Hall of Faith, you know, they weren't perfect, mm -hmm. but they did the thing that God put them here to do. And they are our champions, our yes. heroes of the faith. Yes. And yes. And I think, you know, that's life. Sometimes we suffer the consequences of our own decisions and that mm -hmm. feels just, but sometimes we suffer because of other people's right. sin. Or choices and that does not feel just but look what God did with mm. that anyway and you know I think we have to grapple with our own brokenness in this life but we also have to accept the brokenness of others and we have to offer grace to them and he is such an example of he offered grace to his brothers you know he did what a kingdom of forgiveness, a kingdom yes. of mercy and forgiveness for all of us. Yeah. I hope that inspires those of you who are watching or listening today to pour out more grace. I love the prayer in Jude. I think it's verse two, maybe that the, and depending on which translation you love, but it basically says, may the mercy, peace and love of God cascade over you or be multiplied to you or you be covered by it. And we just need it every day. We need mercy, peace, and love. All of yes. those things. And, yeah. you know, um, one of my pastors used to talk about people who were, he called them EGR, extra grace required. So <laughs> Joseph definitely had those people in his life, in his own family, and then was forsaken by his family. But we are never forsaken by God. We may, be, we may forsake him. But he is so faithful to us. And thank you for being faithful to his call in your own life. I love how he moved you into the family of a Christian publishing company and then birthed this new uh, role for you of writing books and, and the impact that that will have on eternity, which is our mission. Ink on paper Absolutely. to impact eternity. 
And I, I thank yeah. you for giving your life and you and your husband for giving your lives for that mission and all the fruit that comes from it. We praise God for that. Well, thank you. So, yeah, we want to end this with a, a short prayer. And we, uh, Becky has agreed to pray for the families that are listening. So, Becky, I'd like for you to do that now. Okay. Father God, we, we just come humbly before you in the name of Jesus. Thanking you, Lord, for your word. Thanking you for your story that, that you put on paper for us, Lord, that we can look in this story. We can see glimpses of our own brokenness in these people, Father, and, and that we can mostly see your goodness and your grace and your plan in all of it, Lord. And so I just pray a blessing over each person who will read this book. Father, I pray that you would enlighten them and draw them closer to you as they read this. And most importantly, I pray they'll be drawn into your holy word and that it will become a lifelong habit of spending time with you. In your precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Becky. And again, thank you for your work, for your labor of love, two whole years into this one book that will make such a huge impact. And I hope that it inspires our listeners and uh, viewers today to do that thing, say yes to that thing God's calling you to do. And we thank you Amen. for saying yes to homeschooling, yes to God's word, yes to teaching your students the authority of God's word through every subject. Thanks for being a part of the Master Books family. And thank you, Becky. It's great to see you again. Yep. You too. Take care. Okay. God bless. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today for the Master Books Podcast. It was really fun to do this with you today. We hope that you'll take a moment and rank and review the podcast wherever you are listening or watching so that others can find it more easily. We loved having you here and we look forward to being with you on the next podcast. It comes out every other week, Mondays at 5 a.m. See you then.